We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Jack Ramsey's post game show. Danny Moring, Brandon Sprague. <coughs> Let me go and clear my throat here real quick. Blazers win. Blazers win in stupid fashion. 109-105. The Boston Celtics can't get their head out of their ass long enough to get a single basket out of the final 7-16. They get to the free throw line. That is it. It was some of the most janky, awful offense I've ever seen from a team with that much talent on it. Blazers capitalized. Yusuf Nurkic has maybe his most productive game of his career against a real opponent. Anthony Simons continues to sign, and I am done with C.J. McCollum. That and more on tonight's Jack Ramsey's postgame show. Danny Brink, Brandon Sprague. Brandon, coming to you live from his brother-in-law's basement. <laughs> I wish it was a basement. It's office. just his office. My bad. Uh, I will say, you know, it's funny. I, I We do the podcast. I do a radio show. I do a gambling show. My brother-in-law has a significantly better setup to do <laughs> stuff like this than I do. And I'm like, he got out of the room and I just felt ashamed. I'm like, oh my God, I, I got to step my game up here. Well, you are um, Harry Potter under the closet, so. I want to be honest about something. Can, can we trust trees here, right? Absolutely. We, always. I'm going to get this out of my The branch is always now. there. It's Thank the one you. that goes to my hummus. I, I did find myself disappointed. I, I'm seeing a lot of people on Twitter like, I love it. It's so great. I, I get it. I'm not hating on that. If you want to be happy tonight, and I'm uh, cool. Like, be a, a happy fan. This is not me being anti that. It's just, they gave me what I wanted. They gave me the intriguing, enticing, hey, they're going to come back. But are they really? Because an 11-point deficit with six and some change to go should not happen. And yeah, Boston is in big trouble. Like Boston is in DEFCON, whatever you call that. One, three, I don't know what it is. But that's what Boston's in right now. They got boot off the court at the, at the at the buzzer of that thing. And I know Nurkic was a beast. Bob, we are not trashing Nurkic tonight. There is nothing to say <laughs> about Yusuf Nurkic. That's negative. Ant was great. Bob Covington made his first shot like super late to give them Took a lead. Three total shots the entire three. night. But I, I have to be honest, they, that bell, that horn rang, and, and I, I was kind of like, damn, they won the game. Because these losses are going to matter. We will look back if they finish a game behind seventh or sixth in draft odds, and I will remember tonight and go, 
oh yeah, the Boston game, they probably shouldn't have won, but Boston sucks and is really stupid. Yeah. So there's my honesty, getting it out of the way now. I'm ready to talk about all things Blazers. Okay. Which is kind of weird because you uh you took uh downer Danny, so you were bummer Brandon. Yeah, bummer Brandon showed himself right, right out of the gate. Uh, I know, I'm this, sorry. You, no, no, no. That, that, I mean, honestly, it was just like me after the Phoenix game. Like that was that was impressive. I, I, <laughs> well, yeah, the difference with mine versus yours is we know what the objective of the franchise listen, is. <clears throat> listen, I literally just tweeted this I, right before we got on the podcast. Okay. If Portland really tricks themselves into another bite of that tainted apple, so help me God. They won't. They won't. I know that there's new leadership. How many decisions have been made by that new leadership publicly since that new leadership has taken place? Publicly? Yeah. Just the Patterson one, right? Okay. That is it. Yep. No player personnel decisions have been made not yet just saying don't do this danny do not tell me we've got joe olshay as our general manager right i have got neil cronin i'm just saying he did work with neil every year he was there i is he is he as an interim who's been given a blessing Mm -hmm. a gm who's like what if i was the guy that saved the season and make a deep run when Dame was threatening to leave. Like, you have to know that that thought is crossing his head. You have to know oh, that. No. Does not even appear in his brain? Well, look, did, did it? I mean, yeah. Yeah, you know it does. That's, the fact that it does is problematic. But Danny, I mean, seriously, walk me through the logic of that. It's not logical. Oh, it's batshit crazy. But you can... Yes. Listen, you. we Thank saw six-plus years of batshit crazy, of... We if did. I run the exact same thing back with eh, a little, little tweak, never fundamentally change the entire picture. And guess what? The picture was exactly the same. So you're basically, you're telling me. we. I am, I am this, guy. I am this until I see it happen. So we finally get rid of Joker for only him create Harvey Dent and Two-Face. Is that what you're telling me right now? Damn. Joe Cronin is an anti-hero all along. <laughs> Live long enough to see, see yourself. In uh-huh. The Everybody in the chat's like, no, no, stop it, Danny. I'm so stop mad. Danny. Don't you do that, Brandon. Stop, Danny. <laughs> we switched roles. And, like, you you got worse at my role. Like, usually I'm a supportive guy. And you're like, I think they're going to rebuild with this. I think they're going to bring it back. And I'm like, oh, my God. Please I don't please. actually think that's going to happen, but I, I, you have to be wary of that thought, that thought, that thought, yeah. just popping up in the back of somebody's head and going, because you, you get caught up in that moment, you could chase that glory. There's they, not a they moment did that. though. There's not. They just got waxed by thirty by the Nuggets. Like there's not a moment. You can't talk yourself into Anthony Simons cooking. What if? What if? What if we actually did put Damon Ant on the floor for a long time and let Dame kind of rest by giving the ball to Ant? Hmm. You can like, talk yourself into Anthony. I'm not going to dispute that. But I'm you saying, like, what, what, what if they get healthy and they just go, hmm, no, maybe, maybe what? Maybe they're going to get swept in the first round. Like, I mean, what yes, are we talking ourselves into here. Uh, if we as a city allow that mentality to to, to kind of like take form, well, it's already taken form. That's the problem. What? That that mentality has already been allowed to take form. Well, well, like I know, but I'm talking about within right the now. fan base. Yeah, I. Uh, no, I think fans can't be really thinking that this is legit, right? Like, come on, is this a real thing? We got them in chat. People are like, "This is real." We want to. Nah, not it. so much in the chat because I think we've got them brainwashed well enough to know that the tank is the best way to go. But 
I just, I don't know, man. Like, great Nurkic game. Amazing Nurkic game. <laughs> Maybe, as you said, his best game ever. Can we stop with the thinking this is some, there's some gem in this team? There's. there's Jake from YouTube says, Downer Danny has achieved his final form. Don't do this to me. <laughs> they, they're going to lose to Toronto by 15 points, and I'm going to love to see what Twitter thinks. Oh, I know. Stuff. But that's the thing. It's just, like, yeah. that's. Which is an indication of what, Danny? Quentin Porter says, I firmly believe we could beat Memphis in the first round, but I'm pro-tank. No. No, you can't. Mm, I don't think so. You can't beat All Memphis. Right. I, I think that the only place they have a matchup where they possibly win is at the point guard position when Dame is fully healthy. Dame's like, not coming back. That's the thing. It's like, oh, yeah. Uh ER says, what's up with Brandon looking so fresh today? Well, it's because he had to go somewhere else. He had to leave the house. Well, honestly, I'm kind of looking at the picture, and I think this camera has like an Instagram filter. So my my skin is skin's not, looking good. It looks amazing, and it doesn't look this amazing in person. <laughs> if you saw me at a grocery store, you'd be like, Jesus, that is not podcast spray. <laughs> I tell you what, you know what else looked gorgeous tonight, Brandon? Yusuf Nurkic. Oh my god, what a monster! Let's let's go over it real quick. Twenty nine points, seventeen rebounds, six assists, nine of sixteen, one of one from three, which I agree with Casey Hold on. We kind of exchanged back and forth. His best-looking three-point jump shot of all time. He caught that on the dip, let he it did. go, feet square, shoulders square. Just, I mean, it looked nice. It, it looked it like like if he had done that the very first time, Kevin Calabro would be like, let that man shoot. Instead, Calabro, first time you ever saw Nurk take a three, it was like an off-balance leaner, and ever since then, Casey's like, never again. Uh, but I tell you what, speaking of again tonight, Yusuf Nurkic, read that line out again one more time. 29.17 rebounds, 6 assists, 9 of 16. 10 of 13 from the free throw line. Like, Nurk's not a great free throw shooter, so to get there number one that many times, but to convert that many times, pretty much won them the game. Well, I thought he was really good defensively for them. He kind of contained the paint. He forced mm -hmm. Tatum into a really just god-awful last-second shot to try to take the lead against them late before getting those free throws. And I, I also want to shout out Nurkic. I know we'll keep talking about him, but Shout out the big guy because I told my brother-in-law we're watching this game and he's a he's a diehard of diehard. He he knows that this team probably should rebuild, but he will always root for them no matter what. Mm -hmm. I told him what the over-under line was, 212, and he pointed it out. He goes, dude, they're right at the number. And I go, oh, and it was 0.8 left. Nurkic had two. And I go, Nurkic cares too much about getting points. The over is going to hit. And he shot that free throw and he got him the over of 212. Um, just a monster, though. I, this is gambling hero gambling hero that was bosnian beast nurk fever yusuf nurkic that we saw tonight and i saw somebody ask you on twitter you know like what's up with this and i think you highlighted this in our last post game let's bring it back his usage rate i mean he, he's peak you know here it won't i can't touches. capture it tonight but give me one yeah. second i can i think i should be able to pull since basically the beginning of the month which you know Oh, let's see. So to kind of encapsulate where, okay, I, I can't do it. Cool, cool. Um, but he's getting more looks. I mean, like no matter what the numbers say, I think it's evident he's getting those looks, oh God, he's getting yes. those touches. And uh, I mean, just on like a number scale, he went from two point seven post ups a game to over nine yeah. just this month alone. That's that's six more shots. That's not possessions. That's six more shots. Like. Or opportunities, I should say. Something comes out of either a shot or a pass that leads to an assist or a turnover. So it was just a significantly larger amount. Uh, usage rate. Yeah, Jesus. What did it jump to? 
I'm going to pull up the original real quick. Okay. I just saw the, the actual number and I just laughed. I get out of the way now, too. I, I, I don't think you do either. And maybe if I'm speaking out of turn on you, then okay. But I, I have zero, not one negative thing to say about him tonight. The only thing I would say is that I thought early in the game he didn't establish his physicality. That's fine. That was about it. Uh, so nurse usage has just gone from 20% to 28%. Ooh, Almost a, a third. That is a, that's a huge massive jump. jump. Yeah. Uh, that's And then again, that's not just catching the ball. That's usage. So using a possession, a shot, a, an assist, or a turnover. Like that's that's a big, big jump. That means you get another group behind that of not just usage where you use the possession, but where you're involved in the possession. He's touching the ball like three times more than he was before all this. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, <laughs> I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dom. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. So, hell of a night. Um, overall, Nurk has been on a heater lately. Big thing is he played 38 minutes tonight, and I don't think he really looked gas, gassed. Oh, I think he's getting in shape. It's like, weird. I think like he's never been able to play these minutes, though. I know. Well, But that's the thing is, and then this is going to sound like a criticism, but like Terry and that staff, they never put him over those minutes. They never said, hey, we're going to get him over 30. They didn't flirt with that very often, right? Like when they announced him coming back from the injury and they said he's on minutes restriction and it was 25, we were all kind of like, he averages 26 and a half. Like mm-hmm. that's not much of a restriction from where he was. Chauncey's at a point now because of the situation where he's just like, I'm giving this dude touches. We're going to make his trade value look amazing. And when he gets more touches, guess what? He becomes a productive player. It's not a, he fills the box score. It's not yes. the most efficient way to fill a box score, but he he's, fills it. But that's the thing is like, and I think the more important part of this is 
in this, I've seen a lot of people see, see, you just need to get Nurk more involved. No. On a Damian Lillard-led team, on any team, any team anywhere, feeding Nurk this many possessions is not a good idea over 82 games or even in the playoffs. It's too, it's too inefficient. Well, I also just don't think it's physically possible. No. Like, the way he's built, I don't know if this could go more than 30 games of this kind of these touches and this kind of usage rate i don't i don't know if that would work for him that's like exactly it it's there's it's the yin and yang of use of Nurkic, right it's like uh, sure it's like yeah but and this isn't a yeah but performance night he was a monster but over the long haul it's just not there and that's okay it's okay he he is playing like a monster right now in the time they need him to eat up possessions it's it's very good in that regard but over, you know, bumping him up and still feeding him like this when you've got other guys around him doesn't make a ton of sense. It's just not mm-hmm. just not how it's all going to come together. I, I had a thought there, and I kind of lost it for a second as far as it, it pertains to Nurkis, Nurkic. Uh, Bob says, come on, Danny, no negative Nurk talk tonight. It's not negative Nurk talk. It's just efficiency talk. That's you, you got to be efficient in today's NBA. Well, we're, we're, yeah, we're not talking about the game tonight. No, we're, he was a I mean, monster. You're talking about a season, a full season yeah. like it was a, just a shack like performance for him. This was the kind of physicality that he could have. This is the yes. kind of dominance that he could have. And yeah. I, I think part of my frustration with him is that you see nights like that's where I was going. I'm sorry. Is that you see nights like this and you're, you become aware of just how productive he can be. And it's like, not bad. Not bad. Um, do, I, do we want to do the compliment sandwich here as far as the team goes? You know what I do because I mean I, we yeah let, let's compliment I think it's fair to compliment him I mean no matter I'm, how I'm, I, not, I'm talking about Nurk I'm doing the compliment sandwich between teammates because this is gonna be the shit in between. <laughs> oh well yeah I mean we're gonna do the shit in between I mean it's pretty abundantly clear what it is. Oh and my they goodness won, they won in spite of that shit like. <laughs> I I legitimately don't want to watch CJ McCollum play for this team anymore. I, I, I got viscerally mad, like irritated, like Nas is sitting there just beaming down the middle of the court. Like Randy Moss threw it up, like, hey dog. Up, yep. Just I got this. And he's like, You you're gonna throw it? You you're, you're not gonna you holy shit, you're not gonna throw it. Like he he took the next possession, but just like Yes, I'm gonna reenact it real quick because we were watching this on the live watch party. This is exact. I'm Nas, okay? So CJ's out here. This is what Nas did. CJ shot. <laughs> Just walked off. Like he, he literally was disgusted. He had to walk off because he couldn't believe. He's like, how did you not throw me that lob or pass? How did you not hit me there? I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I just... They won in spite of that. Like They're, that that speaks to what they did tonight. They won in spite of that. And beyond that, there there was a time period in the third quarter where Boston went on that big run and just erased everything Portland had built. Mm-hmm. And CJ was at four straight possessions. Uh, I think it ended up being three, but he had the ball for like the first eight seconds of that fourth. Of fourth yeah. And they were just Awful, awful possessions. I was texting back and forth tonight, and I was like, you know what? CJ's a better player than Anthony Simons. There's no doubt about that right now. Like that's, He's got all the experience and, and everything else that goes with it. But one thing I've noticed with Ant is over these last two and a half weeks, three weeks, the grenade possessions are few and far between. Maybe it's because he's giving it up sooner 
and it just like visually like I haven't looked into the data in this. It was just like it feels like when a bad possession comes out from CJ, it is an egregiously bad possession. Where when Ant and L even DSJ have had bad possessions, mm-hmm. it's been like, oh, yeah, shit happens. And I don't even think that's an ex- expectations adjusted thing. I think it's a like the the level of just brain neutral selfish basketball. Like you can feel it. And I would I didn't mean this at the beginning of the season when I said the vibes are bad because it wasn't just CJ. It was pretty much the entire starting lineup. But right now, Brandon, the vibes with him on the floor were I mean palpable. You could feel it across the lineup. He's a ball stopper. I, I mean, you give the guy the rock with 14 seconds left, and the odds are that he's you might he not might get it back. That shot, and you're not going to get it back. And I thought you saw a lot of that. You know, Ant wasn't as prominent, but I felt like you could kind of see it with Ant. I, I just did the example of Nas. Like, the whole group collective was like, yeah, he's going to shoot this ball. You know what I mean? Like, they knew that they weren't going to get that rock back. The Anthony thing is interesting. How um, he plays because, off of it. Well, how he plays off of it, and then also what you're kind of getting at, right? Like, I think what I, the difference between them to the CJ Ant stuff, you talk about grenades and leaving guys with a, hey, you got three seconds to shoot, good luck. I, I just, I feel like Ant is moving more in the flow of what this team is kind of after. He's moving more within like, hey, it's 14 seconds. I'm going now. And I thought you saw a couple possessions. He had one really sick one in the first half where he went right and left, kind of drove the baseline, had like a no-look bounce pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget, Watford, or I can't remember who it was yep. too, but like had a nice little dump pass. And that was with what, eight seconds to go on the shot clock. Mm-hmm. That's efficiency. That that's a point guard playing within what the system is and helping his guys out while helping the team out collectively. And with the other dude, you just you have possessions that are empty, hollow, uh, wasteful. Like it just it kind of turns into that um, a little too much, I think, for the team's liking. So, yeah, is he better than him? No, but I think the difference has been abundantly clear. One guy's flowing with what's going on. And you can feel everybody collectively like enjoying yeah. what's how they're playing, whereas the other guy comes on, and he's an incredible scorer, but the the ball just stops. And, yeah. and and if anybody's ever played pickup basketball, you've played with that ball hog, and you're just like, bro, you're not this good. Like pass the damn ball. You've been in that situation, and I thought you could kind of see that tonight. Somebody on Twitter compared him to. Uh, that guy at 24-Hour Fitness that you know once you give him the ball, he's not getting it back, and he probably it's, has an yes. AirPod in. It is exactly the like, same. Yeah, it's the same dude. Yep. And you know, by the way, people that un- identify that, in most instances, people that identify know they're actually better than that player, but they they what do you do? Like, And you don't want to play with them. Oh, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't want to play with them. That's that's the thing about this. I don't mean this to, to dump all over CJ. I don't. I just – he's a good player. I just do not enjoy his brand of basketball, particularly as it pertains to this team. Particularly as it pertains to this team. It's just... Uh, it's frustrating. But, on the flip side of this, that, that, that compliment sandwich, I was going to say complimenting the roster tonight, Anthony Simons, another 21-4-2. He was 8-17 of the night, 4-8 of eight from 3. Uh, the big one for me, zero turnovers. Yes, that was vital to me too. Turnovers for Simons when they were blitzing and trapping him pretty much the entire game. Um, I, I think there was maybe a couple 
two or three shots in there that I was like, mm, you can do better than that. Particularly the ones uh, he didn't change up his, his cadence or his foot speed, I should say. Um, attacking the rim and Al Horford kind of veteran savvied him. Knew how to put his hand on the hips and get a couple of block shots on him. So, um, But uh, overall, what was your, your takeaway from Ant uh, and another game playing alongside CJ, getting ball pressure and, and them really bringing something different to the table, at least in Boston? I mean, I don't have a whole lot to add based on like what I just said. Like that, that's really what stuck out for me tonight is I, I just those possessions when we were watching that live together, and it was funny seeing the chat from the people in, uh, on the on the live watch party. Mm-hmm. It was like a collective group of sixty people going, "Oh, this sucks," <laughs> and then like you could see with Ant. I mean, I, you just can see a difference. You can just feel a different when you watch it. You can see guys kind of yeah. moving more, being more active because they understand that yes, Ant sometimes is going to shoot the Dame shot, the step side kind of step backish ish three. And look, he doesn't have that Dame ability yet. He may harness that. They know that's going to happen from time to time. But for the most part, they know he's also going to play within what they're doing. Like, right, he's going to come around the screen. He's maybe get to the cup, get an easy look, dump to a big, hit a kick out for a three. Like, he's going to create either the ball movement or help get them a bucket. And I, I think when you watch this team play with him versus when CJ's kind of doing it, mm-hmm. With who they have out there, I I just think it's it's night and day. It's it's a you know, for lack of a better example, it's it's a dude in the group project who's getting the A because he didn't help as much. Like this team played together without CJ, who unfortunately they, was out. They've gone another direction. The team has. And, yes, they they've moved a different way, and CJ's still yeah. back here. Like, hey man, this is what I do, and this is how we've played in the past and i feel like the collective is like uh, that's not what we're doing anymore yeah and, and the thing is like it's, it's not it's not a bad thing to go into isolation typically the best teams in the nba not only go after isolations because that's how you kind of score in the playoffs but when you've got good isolation players it means you're usually a really good team because that's kind yeah. of how it goes yeah. back and forth so there's there's a little bit of trade-off in there but i mean you you played ball growing up it's, it's just one of those things where like you get out there and you, you you were on that that late night run at twenty four hour fitness, and you get in with the right group. Y'all don't know each other, but it's just like you just come together and like like you just you know what he's other's gonna kind of do, and you kind of not feel a better feeling in the world than that. Yeah, and then there's some days you'll go in there and there ain't a run you like you know there's dudes that are out there that are talented as hell, like good players. But every time you get out there, everybody's having a shitty day. Not I'm talking <laughs> about making shots. I'm just talking like in general yeah, the idea yeah. of like you just don't have it that day. Right. mentally, physically, emotionally, whatever, just kind of, you're just out there running track. And I I think CJ's just in his head running track. Well, these other guys, are, the other four guys that are out there at a given time, like, hey, dog, like, we're all on the same page. We, we're we right. not getting on your tune. Like, we, we've been, like, like you've been winning all night, and one guy's like, hey, I got to go, I got kids, you know? And you pick up that, that other dude, like, you know he's a bucket, but not really fitting into what, what you got going this night. And right. The more I watch him out there with that group, it's become egregious, like over the top. Like if I'm sitting there having a conversation with you, watching chat, ordering food, and I can glimpse at the screen and go, and if he's killed like three straight possessions without like paying the utmost attention, it's pretty over the top. Yeah. You know, it's just. It sucks. Er says CJ slowly turning into Carmelo Anthony, and while I want to say that's unfair, I don't think that's really that far off. Somebody tweeted that to us, I think, two days ago. They were like, 
you know, and by the way, phenomenal player. Like I need to make Hall that of Famer. abundantly clear, like great player. Okay. This is not like, well, he's not good at all. That's ridiculous. But somebody tweeted that. I was like, is he just a shorter Carmelo? Is that how this is going to age? And I, I said right on. Cause like, I kind of wanted to push back. And then I thought, how is he going to age? Yeah. Hmm. And I'm like, I could see it. You know, it's like this dude made the league doing what, Danny? Getting buckets. That's he's a bucket getter. He did in high school. He did a Lehigh. He's how it's why they built around him and Dame. He had a great, he's had some great playoff moments. It's a bucket getter. The toughest thing with bucket getters is getting out of their system that they're no longer the they're no longer the bucket getter. Yeah. It's why Westbrook, I think, really struggles. It's like I mean it's why he's twisted up right now. Right. I mean, dear God, you see that shot off the backboard tonight? And that's one of like they have a two minute clip that's been floating around social media. It's two minutes of straight air balls. I mean, I, I just I, in the I, last two years. I've it's, been a Westbrook supporter. I know what his flaws are. It might be time for him to take like a week or two mental break and like it's bad. Reassess what's going on. Cause this is the yips. This is turning into Chuck Knoblock, not yeah. be able to not be throw. Yeah. Yes. Um so you had three primary benefactors now, obviously in Simons, McCullum, and Nurkic. Uh Bob Covington <laughs> didn't get to touch the ball much. Uh, he spent oh, most of his <laughs> three total shots, four rebounds, and a block. Uh, I thought he was fine. I just was wondering if he were going to include him in anything. Um, was that Nurk or Ant that found him for that pivotal three at the end? Uh, actually, I think Nick that Warner. was CJ. I think that was oh, one of CJ's four assists. Shout out CJ. <laughs> yeah, uh, they dribbled. Was it? Was it? Or was it? Or was it? No, that might have been earlier in the game that CJ dribbled out. Well, I couldn't I can't remember, remember who it was, now. but as soon as they hit him, I'm like, he's going to hit that three, isn't he? It's, I don't know, man. I'm still like, I'm so conflicted when they win this game, and I was enjoying the game. Yeah, no, it was when a they should lose. And yeah. you you brought in the the uh, bummer Brandon energy, just like straight out of left field, just uh, Mike Tyson ten second knockout stuff. It was impressive. But yeah. at the same time, like, man, Ann had a good game. Nurk had a lifetime game. And then I'm like, I wish I saw more of Nas. And it wasn't like he had a bad game. I'm just beginning to wonder how much of this is he's going to be losing an opportunity by not playing more with Ant and actually having to share the floor with, you know, Norm if he comes back, CJ if he comes back, just because I just, they feel like he's just on the cusp of having some breakouts just because of how active he is and how healthy he can be or but not healthy, but he- yeah, his, I mean, I his healthy what, activity. Yeah. I hear what you're saying. Doesn't that come with though trades? Like, isn't that all that stuff kind of going to impact it with trades? Like the, once they ship two or three of these dudes out, I mean, they're going to have no choice, but to play him more minutes and he's they have no choice, but to have more touches. I think it's, I think you're waiting on the trade situation because I just, I mean, they won that game tonight. I don't. I don't know how else to get him more than what he's getting. To get him with more the involved. Weight. Yeah, I don't know how. What do you do? Right, you're not sitting CJ. Norm, you would imagine, is going to come back at some point. Um, you know, Bob Covington already with CJ returning less shots. Like he's like, oh, I got three shots tonight. Yay! Nurk remember, remember the frustration at the beginning of the season and yeah. Yes. And so I like to get to your Nas point, I'm with you hundred percent, but um, I kind of just largely look at this as until they make a move. I, I don't, I don't know if the opportunity will present itself. I hope it does. I, I love watching him play and 
you know, seeing him kind of grow in different ways. I thought he was active tonight. I thought he did some really good things for them, but the window was kind of limited for him because of the touches and the way everything kind of went. Grand scheme here, you kind of hit on the, the bummer Brandon section of this, but the Blazers have one more one more game on this road trip, but if they lose it, they'll go three and three on the road trip. Watch them go four and two. Oh Doubling, quadrupling their win total on the road. Hey, they win that game and only total. need nine more for 11. I'm just saying, like, I mean, can you imagine if that scenario played out? Oh, my they God. Will, I think they will turn that around. I think they will do what they can. They say, oh, we're going to win this year. See? Now it's in your head. See? Well, Danny, one tonight is different than but, Mother but, but you still see it. You, you see how it creeps in so easily. <laughs> it's, just, it's just maniacally evil, these positive thoughts of, well, maybe. It's, it's, it's like, uh, what is it, Smaug? You get the greedy dragon just sitting in there? It's Hobbit. Come on, man. Keep up. I don't know what you're talking about. You're a nerd. <laughs> Wait, I'm a nerd because I don't know anything about Hobbit movies? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, maybe maybe I'm projecting a little bit there. Are you talking about Schmeagle? Is that what you were going no, for? No, no, no. The, um, the one before. I can't even remember what it's called anymore. The Hobbit movies? Yeah. The, the ones that... The, book was written about before the hobbit god dang it or is that the hobbit no that is the hobbit not the lord of, it's the hobbit not lord of the rings yeah well the hobbit movies are better than lord of the rings yeah they are that's what i was talking about yeah okay i still don't know what you're talking about but yeah the, i get it smaug the dragon in the mountain you could have just used like a real reference like star wars and i would have been like okay <laughs> i mean uh lisa says danny what does your hat say chill city no ladies and gentlemen dill that's dill city shout out the pork pickles, pickles. <laughs> That's how it goes. Uh, Got Joe Simons for probably giving you a free hat. Actually, no, no. So these were these are from uh, Joe Shane and I threw out a first pitch at a Pickles game. Oh, nice! You know, we got invited to do that, and me and Dirt were like, "I'm gonna pass," just oh. in case we had a bad one. I did one for the Hops once. Oh, did you? Yeah, we actually had a. We did like nine first pitches because everybody from our station went out. Oh, nice. And they clocked it for us so we could see how fast we threw. I threw a perfect strike. I probably threw almost as hard as I could, and I, I am very embarrassed by that number. What, what, 67? Oh, man, you almost hit that square. 68. Ooh, doggy. 68 heat right down the middle, baby. That change-up speed. <laughs> Call me Jamie Moyer. Um, how, on a scale of 1 to 10? Yeah. How scared of you? How scared are you of the Blazers actually turning this around? Oh, and sticking three. to it. A three. A Maybe three? A two. Yeah, a three or two. Why? Well, they're trading Nurkic. They're trading Covington. Mm -hmm. They will trade CJ. Dame is out for the year. You're, you, the trade chips that are being rumored don't sound like they're playing. So then you're going to be playing Greg Brown, Tristan Watford, Ant, Nas, uh, Zeller. You know, like if Nance comes back and you don't trade him, like you're going to have some pieces who can have a good night. But ultimately, you're going to be like, hey, Greg Brown, we need you to have a great game for us to you're win. You're not going to play Ant 38, Nurk 38, Cove 38. <laughs> No, and that's the difference, right? If you don't play Nurk tonight, they get housed. But Nurk had a beast, Shaq-like game, was amazing. So I, 
I get it. I understand it. I saw some of the reaction on Twitter, like, are they getting me back in? Are they talking me into this? Like, that's such a blazer thing to do. I don't. I think Joe Cronin still sees the bigger picture in this thing. He's like, we're not competing. We can get better. Let's make these trades. Bob says, are you sure they're trading Nurk? Um, yes. I'm. I, I've. I've got a, a quite a large amount of money. Who anybody who wants to take that bet. Uh, Bob, I'll, I'll, take I'll, the bet with Danny. I will set up a nice little account that money we held in, and then I will collect my winnings February 11th. <laughs> Why do you think he's getting so many touches? Not just that. like He doesn't fit what they want to do. Like Organizationally, they're going longer, stronger, more athletic. Like That's what they're... They want a vertical rim runner and vertical mm-hmm. rim protection. They do not have that, and they have not oh. had it. That is Nurk's biggest shortcoming. Yeah, I'll say this about him, by the way. Um, I, I also think he's getting traded. He plays like this, though. He he might be able to recoup some money that he lost. That's actually the more important thing, because I don't think the Blazers get any more or less assets like than what they're getting for him. But right. money-wise, if if he can stay healthy, because he that has been a very telling point that we've kind of undersold this year. That's uh, his only bugaboo. If he can stay healthy... He may have got him back. May have got himself back some money, because which good for him. He lost money with his injuries. Like there's no Absolutely. doubt about that. It's just how it goes. But yeah. I think I'm at a two and a half as far as the freakout. <laughs> Get out! I'm doing a podcast. Get out of here! <laughs> I bring puppies. You bring kids. Hey, you know what I mean. It's perfect. It makes up for our bummer Danny and bummer Brandon stuff. You know, downer Danny and bummer Brandon yeah. have cute little things behind them. It's true. It's like, it's, it's, I think it's the smaller the thing it is. Like, it's, you're compensating. So I'm really... I actually should have told her to come in so I could put her on my put neck. Put her on your neck. I <laughs> just torture racked my kid while we're talking about the Blazers. It would be... Um... Oh, that's a little evil. Uh, somebody asked a question here. Nurk seems to really turn the corner since Damon's been out. Basically, since Damon's been out and his usage has gone up. So that's kind of where we're at with that stuff. Yeah. Um, again, Toronto, day after tomorrow. Uh, the postgame show, we will have Hud Dog, Jamie Hudson, from uh, former, obviously, NBC homie, uh, Comcast homie, and now at Coin. So, yeah, Blazer, Blazer teammate. Yeah, it's 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 a fantastic, fantastic time. So we'll have Hud Dog on, um, and she we'll, does she does coin and some Blazers. She does. Stuff. It's true. She is actually employed by the Blazers legally. She's yeah. done some studio stuff when Brooke is out yeah. on the road. Um, Jamie's fantastic, so it's always good to have her on. Uh, but what else we got? Uh, we'll move the mailbag pod uh, to Monday or Tuesday, depending on what how that kind of shakes out, just because of the game Sunday. And then, uh, yeah, I'll kind of wrap it up. So we'll uh, oh. we'll get out of here on that. Um, fun night. Weird. Hey, good win for the Blazers. Like, yeah. all, all pins aside, like, that was a really impressive win. Gritty. And and you know what? I, I started the pod saying what I said. I'll, I'll admit this. There is this percentage of Brandon here that's like, <laughs> fuck Boston. <laughs> oh, dude, 100%. Somebody at the game was like, listen, feel how you want to feel about the Blazers, but at least you're not Boston. I'm like, damn right. <laughs> like, we know we're defunct. You guys are still over there thinking, pretending that you're, you're not. It's just, eh. They're, they're going to get in a vulnerable position. It's Them and Philly are in really weird places yeah, right now. Each one thinks that the other one should give more in a trade. So, 
Uh, I don't think anything will happen there. But we'll get out of here on that. Uh, thank you guys so much. Like, rate, review, subscribe. If you haven't already, click the subscribe button here on YouTube. Help us get to 2,500. We are getting very, very, very close to 2,500. Uh, we've got some more cool stuff coming up for the members. If you're not already a member, go ahead and click on a membership if you want to support the community and be a part of the live shows. Uh, until Sunday, we'll catch you all then. Take care. Uh, you can find us on social media at Jack Ramsey, at Danny Murray. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.